Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, presented by Vox DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin. Stefan Gilmore go to the Patriots. Now that Mike Gillisley go to the Patriots, are they now just the farm club within their own division? Greg. He's one of these faux-leading women. It's like, that's not Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. It's some girl that I would see at the Circle K. That's kind of Alshon Jeffrey. And Ryan. There is absolutely no reason why OJ Howard should be drafted before Cameron Great. Hello and welcome to yet another edition of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrude and I'm your host tonight. And uh, we've got uh, an interesting show set up for you tonight. Tonight, uh, uh, going solo again. Um, uh, just uh, everyone uh, being busy, Justin being out of town. So uh, you've just got me tonight. What I will be doing is I'll be going over some news and notes. And then uh, since it's kind of difficult to create my own keep trade cuts to talk about because I already know what I'd be doing with them, I think what I'll do is uh, I will go ahead and cover about half of the NFL games this week, give my thoughts, so that uh, we can kind of shorten up tomorrow night's episode uh, when uh, I have Greg on to kind of uh, finish up the rest of the league so that we're not taking up too much time for that. So Um, so for that, uh, I will go ahead and get into the news. Uh, Our news and notes tonight are brought to you, uh, again, by Vox DFS Firelines at voxdfs.com. They are a premier lineup consultant service for DFS. Uh, not only do they have consultants who can help you help point you the right way and give you some tips on how to create your lines, they also have providers uh, that will write lines for you that you can edit as you please just to kind of give you a base of where to go. I am actually one of the, um, the DraftKings uh, NFL line writers uh, for GPPs for Vox DFS. We've had a pretty good season so far. Uh, they've also got NBA coming up soon. Doesn't matter. If, I mean, again, doesn't matter if you do NBA, NFL, uh, even Major League Baseball playoffs. I think they may still have a couple in there. Uh, really, Vox DFS is is a, an absolute uh, phenomenal website to use uh, and a great tool for your DFS lineup. So uh, make sure to go to Vox V O K S DFS dot com. And let them know that the uh, guys from Skull King Football sent you over there. Again, that's VOKSDFS.com. All right, so let's get into the news and notes. And the big news of the day, New Orleans Saints trade running back Adrian Peterson to the Arizona Cardinals for a conditional pick. Uh, And from what I've heard, I believe the conditional pick was a sixth rounder. Uh, If any of you have listened to the show for any length of time, uh, even just this season, you may remember me posing this question to uh, Greg, our co-host, 
you know, what the possibility was of the uh, Ram or of the Saints trading Adrian Peterson to the Cardinals um, the week after uh, David Johnson went down. Well, it looks like they got him anyways. It looks like uh, this, uh, it actually happened. He thought that it was a great move, and it turns out that's what's going to happen. Now for what this actually means, let's start with Arizona. What this actually means is that they're still not going to have a running game. Uh, Ellington can't bang it between the tackles. Uh, Adrian Peterson has been run over by Father Time. He does not have the burst anymore. Um, you know, he's, I think he's their best bet. But uh, once that I saw said that... Uh, the, the, the big three for, for Arizona now, uh, Carson Wentz at 37 years old, Fitzgerald at 34 years old, and Adrian Peterson at 32 years old. That's an old team. And let's not forget, they're playing in the NFC West, where uh, the last few years, the Seahawks defense, for one, has absolutely owned Adrian Peterson, even in Minnesota. And then, you know, you've got the, the Rams that have been playing. You know, they haven't been playing great defense, but they've been stopping up the run all right. And then, well, and then they get San Francisco that San Francisco can't really stop anyone. So I am not, I mean, Adrian Peterson, running back three, flex play at best. Um, he's going to get 10 to 15 carries a game. If they're actually close in a game, he may get more. Um, but with, you know, their defense not playing great, let me actually pull up their defense. Arizona's defense is playing right, yeah, middle of the pack, 15th in the league overall. They don't give up a whole lot of rush yards, but they give up, uh, they give up an okay amount of, uh, of pass yards. So, um, see, so yeah, I would, I would be very, very hesitant to start him in any lineups. So. Uh, as far as how this goes for the Saints, it's not, I don't believe it's going to um, affect much in terms of Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram. It may give Mark Ingram more carries, but, um, you know, Peterson was getting, what, three, four, maybe five carries a game, and so I think that kind of splits out. The, I mean, both running backs are going to be used a lot, but uh, eventually it's going to just be Alvin Kamara in that, um, in that backfield. Uh, you know, with with Sean Payton's absolute love affair with him. So um, so that's how we kind of see things shaking out there. I don't see much of a change in, in New Orleans except for, you know, maybe a little bit more of a bump for each guy, uh, probably more for Ingram in terms of running the ball. So, um, Oh, and then on top of, of Adrian Peterson going to the Cardinals, uh, to make room for him, they released Chris Johnson. Um, and so, so yeah, that's pretty much the end of CJ, uh, dial up, not Y2K anymore. So, all right. Uh, going on, uh, speaking Tuesday, Eric Ebron has admitted to being quote in the dumps mentally this season, but says he's optimistic about turning it around. Well, his, you know, mentally in the dumps, his play has been in the dumps. Uh, if he can, if he can get it turned around, I think that he has the he has the size and athletic ability to get it done. Really, it's always been between his ears, to be completely honest, in terms of his his uh, performance. So, if he can get that figured out, I think that he can be productive. It just hasn't shown up yet. 
Uh, Sam Bradford underwent an MRI after leaving Monday's game with an aggravation of his left knee, but the, the testing revealed no new injury. So really he just re-aggravated what he had been spending the last four or five or four, four weeks um, on the bench for. So um, start up Case Keenum. Uh, Bradford's going to be out, and he's probably going to be out for a few more weeks again. Uh, Seahawks coach Pete Carroll expects CJ Procise to return following the team's week six bye. I think this puts a major dent in uh, J.D. McKissick's value. Um, in PPR in one league, he you know pretty much met value. I think he was right at the you know three or four catches for uh, for about thirty yards or so. Uh, I don't think he actually got any yardage on his carries. So. Um, he didn't really jump out this last game, so it's probably, I mean, I think that work's probably going to go back to CJ Procise. And really what it means now, they have four quote-unquote healthy backs in week seven when they come back from their week six by none of whom you can really trust right now. So uh, going on, Patriots quarterback Tom Brady, who was hit early and often against the Buccaneers, was not present during the team's practice on Tuesday. practice today which for those of you who are listening to this on wednesday tuesday he was not there uh he will he will be playing what they've said is it's a left shoulder ac joint sprain which is on his non-throwing shoulder tom brady's gonna play basically this just gives uh bill belichick the ability to put him as questionable every single week just because so as long as you know the the offensive line isn't doing anything for Tom Brady, if they can manage to stop it up a little bit um, and keep him from getting hit quite as often, um, as I heard, uh, was it John Clayton on ESPN today say that he is uh, Tom Brady has been hit more than let's see which quarterback did he mention? He's been hit more than I think he's been hit more than Russell Wilson. Oh, he's been hit more than Carson Palmer. That's who it is. And Carson Palmer's just been getting laid out every single game. So, um, so yeah, so uh, he, he is coming back. So um, moving on. Yeah, Tom Brady will play. Packers coach Mike McCarthy said Aaron Jones has earned more opportunities. If you listened last week, you will remember, you will remember that I personally said when Justin asked if you would rather have, if I would rather have Jamal Williams or Ty Montgomery, I told him Aaron Jones. I wasn't given the choice of Aaron Jones, but I told him Aaron Jones. And look what, you know, he puts up like 100 yards against the, the Dallas defense, and he has earned more opportunities. Give him many more opportunities, and he's just going to flat out take the job. Um Jones is an electric runner. I believe he was out of UTEP. Um, his highlight reel from from college is phenomenal. I think that he very well could be the running back um, in that backfield by the end of the season. Uh, with you know, if even if he has you know close to the type of performances that he had this past weekend, so. Um, with starting running back Terrence West out this week with a calf injury, the Ravens have re-signed Bobby Rainey. That's not much of a, of a, of a signing. It's, it's still between, in terms of the Ravens run, run offense, their running backs, it's still going to be between Alex Collins as long as he doesn't fumble the ball and Buck Allen. Buck Allen's going to be more of the pass catcher. 
Collins will be running the ball. I told I was I stated it, I want to say last night that I think that Collins is possibly droppable simply because you never know if he's going to hold on to the ball. If he drops it, he's going to be out for a while. They're just going to plain bench him and give the ball to someone else. Uh, Rams coach Sean McVay said he will continue to try and find ways to get the ball to Sammy Watkins. That didn't happen so much against the Seahawks, but the Seahawks you know, covered him pretty well. I still personally am a bigger fan of Cooper Cup in that offense because of the um, having Cup had the full offseason to develop a bit of chemistry with Jared Goff. Uh, Goff seems to trust him. I mean, twice at the end of the game uh, this past Sunday, uh, within you know, in the last two plays, I want to say, uh, Goff went to Cooper Cup. One of them just came out of Cup's hands in the end zone. Uh, the other one was just, you know, he was, he was overcovered, but Goff still trusted to throw it to him. So I like Cup in that offense. Uh, Sammy Watkins is going to be boomer bust. Um, and I think that is it for the news and notes because what we covered last night, yeah, so we, we already covered Brandon Marshall going out. Okay, let me take a quick swig of coffee. All right. So now what we'll do is we'll go ahead and I'm going to go through some of the um, games for this next week so that it doesn't take us quite as long to go over them on our next podcast. So uh, looking ahead at the schedule, um, let me, oh, you know, it might help if I did that real quick. Uh, our schedule, look at, uh, looking at the schedule, our games preview this weekend is brought to you by uh, Bluehost.com. Uh, Bluehost is the number one recommended web hosting company by WordPress.org. Every account features one-click WordPress installation. They have trained in-house experts to help you 24-7. They have a money-back, a 30-day money-back guarantee um, to, uh, for your satisfaction um, to make sure that uh, that you are happy with their services. And on top of that, they will give you over $150 in offers from uh, Google, Bing, and other leading websites and search engines to use for advertising to help grow your business. So uh, we at Skulking have been more than happy with uh, the changeover that we have made since uh, making the transition to Bluehost. And we think that you as well should make the transition today. If you're looking to start up your business, go to www.bluehost.com slash track slash skulking. That's www.bluehost.com slash track slash skulking today. All right. So let's get into, let's get into the games. Thursday night, we finally have two teams that actually look like they want to play this year. Starting off um, the week, Thursday night, we have the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Carolina Panthers, both teams at 4-1. Uh, we're looking at a top offense and defense going up against each other versus a, a middling offense and defense going against each other. Um, the Eagles offensively, uh, I want to say they're third based in overall yards. I want to say how the NFL, how NFL.com puts it. Um, if we look at just them in general, let me find them. Philadelphia, they're putting up 300, yeah, total yards, 397 yards a game 
285 through the air, 138 rush yards per game, um, putting up 27.4 points. So they're definitely uh, working hard at getting that job done on the offense. Um, Nelson Aguilar has been a surprise. I'm not totally sold on him still yet. I think he's still boomer bust. Um, Zach Ertz is the pass-catching person to have in Philadelphia. Anyone else I think is, is like I said, boomer bust. Alshon Jeffrey at this point is just a name. Um, in terms of the Carolina Panthers offense, let me find them on here. Carolina, 327 yards per game, 228 through the air, uh, still less than 100 yards um, on the ground. Uh, I want to say, let me find it here real quick. Jonathan Stewart is listed as questionable for this game, but it looks like he got in a limited practice session on Tuesday. Um, he will remain, what they're saying on Yahoo is he will remain a workload slash goal line carry based running back two for Thursday's game against the Eagles. It looks like everyone's expecting him to play in this game, um, which is going to affect. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, as long as as long as long Jonathan Stewart is still there, Christian McCaffrey is not going to get used a whole lot. Um, I think, personally, I think that they should use Christian McCaffrey more in terms of passing the ball out of the backfield. But that would also mean that, you know, Cam Newton would have to actually be able to hit a running back coming out of the backfield. So, um, I'm not, you know, Devin Funches has been an interesting name floating around uh in terms of in terms of catching the ball uh let me actually pull him up oops um and then you've got uh you know calvin or kelvin benjamin not calvin kelvin benjamin uh catching passes there let me pull up the players real quick devin punches what's he done last few games make sure we got this all up he is actually questionable as of right now uh, in the last three games alone, he's had 10, 9, and 8 targets. Four, seven, seven catches. Uh, last uh, two games, he's had 123 yards and three TDs in the last two games. Um, and those are both on the road. Uh, looks like they expect him to be fine for the game. Uh, he has yet to practice, but they're expecting him to suit up on three days rest. Um, and the the Eagles are allowing the third most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. So their defense has been milling to struggling. Um, in terms of total total defense, let's see. Philadelphia has been giving up two hundred, yeah, two hundred eighty three yards um, through the air, uh, stopping up the run at sixty two point eight yards. So you know, who knows? Maybe that'll open up. Maybe that'll open up things for McCaffrey to be used. So. Um, those are kind of my thoughts on what to use there. Ed Dixon is a possible streamable option um, for Thursday. Uh, it depends on if you have a guy that you know is on by. So, uh, so that's kind of it. Those are kind of my thoughts on the guys that are playing there. Uh, Carson Wentz, I think, is a is a is a usable quarterback. He's been playing well, uh, as well as you know, hard to believe Cam Newton's actually been playing semi decent the last few weeks as well. Uh, moving on, the Bears and the Panthers. Um, I don't like the Bears much right now simply because 
Mitch Trubisky's two point conversion is what beat me in the Scott Fishbowl this past week. <laughs> so I'm now two and three there. All right. So moving on. Uh, this next game, Bears against the Ravens. Uh, one and four Bears going against the three and two Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens offense has been absolutely god awful. Um, the again rushing. They're sixth in rushing, but that's because Alex Collins had like a hundred and. 64 yards in two games in garbage time. So um, Collins has been okay running the ball the last few weeks. Let me actually go to him. Uh, his main issue is holding on to the ball. I think he's fumbled the last couple weeks. So um, uh, 12 for 55, 9 for 82, 9 for 82, 7 for 40. I mean, his his yards per carry is through the roof, but again, he can't seem to hold on to the ball, which has been the major difficulty. So, um, yeah, I just I don't trust Alex Collins. Like I said, I think he's he's borderline droppable. Um, Buck Allen is the PPR option to go with there. So. And the defense, I think, I think the Baltimore defense, if for some reason they're actually available, I think would be a solid start um, if they are available to stream against the uh, the lowly Chicago Bears this week. In terms of their offense, again, you Mike Wallace has been good, semi good the last two weeks. Other than that, that's about it um, in terms of receiving. And I will never trust Joe Flacco ever again. Moving to the Chicago Bears, uh, Jordan Howard is is always a running option there um, for the Bears. You've also got uh, Tariq Cohen. Uh, again, he's a great PPR option out of the backfield. His He's going to be back and forth in terms of his production. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is now the starting quarterback for, uh, for the Chicago Bears. Henceforth, the, therefore, because of that, the the uh, the Ravens defense is a must start, I believe, this next week. Um, and really, that's about it. I there's not really any catch or any receiving options that I like in Chicago, um, whether it be Kendall Wright or Thompson or whoever they have actually out there to catch balls. I just I'm not I'm not buying it. Really, their offense is Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. That's it. So those are kind of my thoughts on uh, on Chicago and Baltimore. Oh, and then really quick, let me actually pull up the the defensive stats for Baltimore. Uh, that's okay. So defense, Baltimore. Where are you at? Middle of the road. They're giving up. They are giving up 123 yards on the ground, so they have been giving them up uh, on the ground. So Jordan Howard is definitely a must start. Tariq Cohen, I think, could, is a is a possible is a possible uh, spot start there. Plus, um, again, they're only giving up 205 yards through the air, so you definitely don't want to be starting. Um, wait, Baltimore 205. Yes, yeah, so you don't want to be starting. You you want them against Mitchell Trubisky, so. All right, moving on. The Browns and the Texans. Um, you have the 0-5 Browns going to the Houston Texans this week. Uh, the Texans have been pretty good offense and defense overall. Their passing is not 
in terms of passing yards, hasn't been great. Their rushing has been good because Deshaun Watson can run the ball. You've got Lamar Miller who can run the ball. And if you've got Deontay Foreman who can run the ball. So you've got plenty of options there. Uh, really, again, in terms of passing, it's not so much the yards that matter to them as that Deshaun Watson can find guys in the end zone. And you've got, you've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller who can catch the ball for touchdowns. So I like pretty much all the offensive options in Houston, especially against the Browns. Uh, their defense has actually played pretty well. The Browns defense overall in terms of yards is number five in the league. Um, giving up 228 through the air, only 76. They're only giving up 76 yards on the ground. Um, I mean, how many teams are actually ahead of them? Only four teams are ahead of them in giving up yards on the ground. I mean, you've got Denver at 50, Philadelphia at 62, Detroit and Miami right about that 75-yard mark. So uh, Cleveland has been stopping up the run pretty well, but you know, I think they're going to be giving up a lot of yards through the air in this game. And the you know the with how many different ways that Houston can run the ball, I think they may just wear out the the, the Cleveland Browns defense. So, uh, in terms of offense from the Cleveland Browns, the only guy I trust is Duke Johnson. Uh, you know, I'm not going to put Kevin Hogan out there. I'm not going to you because know, we don't even know if it's going to be Kevin Hogan or Deshaun Kaiser. And so for me, I really Duke Johnson is it. You're not going to go with Isaiah Crowell. Uh, Ricardo Lewis is an interesting option in really deep leagues as a bi-week fill-in. Um, Najoku has been... Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I'll pull up uh, David Najoku has played okay. Not great. Um, he's had... I mean, he's got three touchdowns on the year. But other than that, it's, you know, it's two catches for 20 yards, three for 27, two for 12, two for 11, three for 48. So it's not he's not averaging a whole lot of yards. He's just been opportunistic and been able to get a couple been able to get three touchdowns. So uh, for now I still don't trust Njoku. I think I think that he his issue preseason was the fact that he couldn't hold on to the ball. And so if he can get that solved, I think that they will get him more involved in the offense. Um, and he could be a streamable option down the road. For now, avoid him. Really, again, like I said, it's Duke Johnson is the only offensive weapon you want to be using in the Cleveland Browns offense. Uh, the next game, Packers and Vikings in Minnesota. Uh, it says rain showers. I believe this game is indoors. I believe the Vikings stadium is all indoors and covered up. So um, you've got uh, even the with the Bradfordless. Um, the Vikings, they are still passing the ball very well. Their defense is number seven in the league in terms of total yards. Uh, passing and rushing, 13th and 11th. So in their top, you know, basically top third, uh, top half in both of those. Um, you've got weapons in terms of, um, you know, passing the ball for for Keenum or Bradford, whoever manages to start. I think it's going to be Keenum for a couple weeks. Uh, you know, Stefan Diggs uh, is an option, although he just got hurt. I don't, I haven't seen any status updates on Diggs yet on, uh, on how he will be. Uh, moving on to uh, Thielen. Um, Thielen is a great pass catching option that uh, has shown rapport with both Keenum and Bradford. 
And I think that Kyle Rudolph is a he's a red zone target. Um, he's not going to rack up a ton of yards, but in the red zone, he seems to be a guy that's you know a guy that's trusted. So um, I I would I would play Rudolph. Uh, I would play Stephon Diggs. I would play um, Adam Thielen. Now, in terms of the run game, I don't trust Jarek McKinnon. Yeah, he had a great game, but he had a great game against a defense that was missing their top three inside linebackers. So, um, uh, I I just I don't think that there is enough there, enough talent there, honestly, in Jarek McKinnon to be able to get the job done. And I don't like Latavius Murray. I think he's a at this point is a waste of space. So uh, I trust the passing game for the Vikings. I don't trust the running game. Really, the only reason that they're still number eleven in rushing is because of how well Dalvin Cook was running the ball before he went out with the ACL. In terms of the Packers. Uh, you know, their offense is 16th. Really, I mean, they're 11th in passing, 22nd rushing. Again, the passing is in terms of yards. Uh, rushing, again, in terms of, the, you know, we're on the NFL, NFL.com. They're, they're basing all their league rankings off of their, their yardage. Um, not necessarily in terms of what the, you know, touchdowns and all that and, and scoring efficiency. But, uh Aaron Rodgers has Jordy Nelson to throw the ball to Devonte Adams. What a comeback that was after, uh, you know, basically everyone thinking that he had broken his neck. He comes back two touchdowns, has a great game coming back. Um, and then, you know, Martellus Bennett, again, we've talked about this, that Aaron Rodgers has never, never really truly utilized the tight end um, in the offense in green Bay. Never. He, I mean, it's been Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, and whoever he could possibly dump it off out of the backfield. It's never, he's never really used tight ends all that much. So, um, for me, I, I like the passing options there, minus Martellus Bennett. Now, moving on to the backfield, I keep your eye out on Aaron Jones. If he is available in your leagues, which I don't, in a lot of cases, he's not. Let me pull up. Uh, where he's actually at in terms of ownership on Yahoo. Where is he? Right there. Uh, he is owned in 58% of leagues on Yahoo. Um, therefore, he's not he is not available in any leagues I play in. I could be in an eight-team league and he wouldn't be available. Um, so I think that Aaron Jones is the guy to own. We'll see. I haven't seen any word yet on Ty Montgomery. Or um, or Jamal Williams on when they'll be back, when the, you know what what their availability and what how much playing time they're actually going to get. So, uh, like I said, Aaron Jones is is in my opinion is the running back to own there. Uh, and that's you know that's about it. So moving on, Lions and Saints. This could possibly, I would say, this could be a high scoring game, but the. The Lions' offense has really sputtered the last few weeks. They're 29th in total yards on offense, which is somewhat staggering considering some of the, the receiving options that they have in terms of Marvin Jones, Golden Tate. But to be honest, they haven't been able to get a whole lot done 
in the past game. Um, you know, I know that they had one game where they didn't need to. I mean, they they got ahead of the Giants and just basically ran the ball. I think they only passed the ball like five times the second half in that game. So their defense is playing pretty well. Their defense has been very opportunistic in terms of fantasy production. Um, with I believe they've had a turnover or a, a special teams touchdown in every game so far. Um, and so they're an interesting, their defense is an interesting prospect there. I think that in terms of how bad the defense is for the New Orleans Saints, uh, Matthew Stafford is a streamable option this week. Um, I like Golden Tate against this defense. I wish that Kenny Galladay would get healthy because I think he could absolutely eat the fight, the Saints defense alive. I think that he could just tear up their backfield. Um, and Amir Abdullah just, I mean, he still doesn't have a 100-yard rush again. They haven't had a 100-yard rusher since Reggie Bush, like 2008. So um, I don't trust the rush, the run game there. I mean, they even gave the, they were giving the ball to Zach Zenner last week, for crying out loud. So uh, I don't trust Eric Ebron either. So really, it's Golden Tate is the, and you know, Marvin Jones has been non-existent. So really, it's Golden Tate is about it in terms of the pass offense. Um, street, you know, you could use uh, Stafford as a streamer this week simply because it's indoors. It is an away game, but it is an indoor game. So uh, moving on to the Saints. I think the Saints are absolutely going to tear up. I think they could really rip up the, the Detroit Lions defense a bit. In terms of yardage, scoring, I don't know. But in terms of yardage, you've got Drew Brees, you know, one of the all-time greats, uh, slinging the rock all over. He has Kobe Fleener's interesting guy uh, for him to throw to. He's got um, Michael Thomas. Willie Sneed will be back. Uh, we don't know for sure how integrated into the offense he's going to be. This will be his first game back after serving his suspension. Um. And then who else do they have? Uh, Brandon Coleman's kind of been back and forth, uh, and then you, you know, then you go to the 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 running backs with Alvin Kamara and and Evan Ingram. Kamara is a beast. I mean, we've been we've been talking about him all off season. How he could, you know, how Sean Payton has has referred to him as as um, the next Marshall Falk. He's able to run the ball out of the backfield. He's able to catch the ball out of the backfield. He's able to line up as a wide receiver and catch the ball. So Kamara is one of the one of the very very talented rookie running backs coming in this year. So uh, I like I like Kamara this week uh, to have to have a good week. Um, Mark Ingram could also be really really solid, but I the standard options in terms of the New Orleans Saints. You got Breeze, you got Thomas. Uh, Kamara should have a good week, and like I said, I would be hesitant on. Willie Sneed, we'll kind of see what some of the reports are about uh, what his involvement could be. So, uh, Moving on, the Dolphins and the Falcons. The Dolphins are just so awful. I mean, let's not forget, they had this whole scandal with their offensive line coach, uh, you know, snorting lines and recording a video of it so he could send it to his porn star girlfriend. Um, he has since resigned. So hopefully, hopefully, that means that maybe the Dolphins can get someone else in there and try to get some things going so that Ajayi can be useful. 
They are the worst offense in the league. I don't think that is completely because of Jay Cutler. Their offensive line has been trash, and so he has been rushed every every other play. They can't get any run game going to take uh, to take any pressure off the pass game because Jay Ajayi can't get loose because their offensive line is so terrible. So I think we'll have to see what happens over these next couple of weeks. I don't like them in this game. I I have Jay Ajayi in a game, and I want to bench him, to be completely honest, but I don't think I can. Um, the Falcons, I mean, Jay Ajayi is a, is a, a flex play at this point just because. Um, I don't trust anyone. Jarvis Landry, maybe just because he may get targeted a bunch. So there's opportunity there. And playing against the Falcons, the 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 Dolphins' defense is eighth in the league right now, but they're going to be playing in Atlanta. I think Atlanta Atlanta's coming off Atlanta's coming off a bye uh, this past week, I believe. So they're going to be rested and ready to go. I, I think that I really think that this game isn't going to be really close at all. I think that that uh, the Dolphins are going to have to pass the ball, which is just going to you know let the Falcons' defense pin their ears back and just try to sack Jay Cutler as many times as possible. So that being said, um, you know Jay Ajayi maybe and Jarvis Landry. That's about all the options I'm taking, and even those are a stretch for this week. In terms of the Falcons, we'll see what's going on. Let me bring up with Julio Jones. He is questionable for this game. Um, he had a hip flexor injury. Uh, it should say that he should be plenty of a should be plenty ready for this next game. Um, he just hasn't been playing great. Uh, 66, 108, 91 yards. Yeah, I mean those somewhat typical the 108 and 91 yards are typical of what you would expect from julio jones the problem is he has no touchdowns yet this year zero touchdowns so if you can find someone dumb enough to sell him go for it <laughs> um because i think that i think that, that will get fixed going down for the rest of the season um you know i think that both freeman and coleman are options for this week um the the vikings or sorry, the the Dolphins' defense has been pretty good at stopping the run, um, but both Freeman and Tevin Coleman are great at catching the ball out of the backfield, and the Miami Dolphins are one of the worst teams in terms of giving up pass yards. So, let's see where are they. Yeah, they're you know bottom ten in terms of giving up pass yards. So, uh, I would feel free to just play anyone from from Atlanta uh in this game and and really not worry about it so um and I'll think I'll go ahead and cover one more game and then we'll leave the rest for for uh for tomorrow with Greg the oh god this is so awful the the Patriots and the Jets fighting for the top spot well the Bills uh, the Bills are on bye Bills are on by this week, I believe. Yes. So you've got the Patriots and the Jets fighting to see who's going to be number one in the division. Never thought in a million years I would actually hear that. Um, and so 
the you've got the Patriots who are the number one um, offense in the league and the number thirty-two defense in the league. So there is the opportunity for the Jets to play pretty well. To at least, I won't say make this a a a tough game for the for the Patriots. Um, Especially if Gronk is back, I think that gives just one more option to Tom Brady to be able to pass the ball around. Uh, the rushing has not been great uh, with Gillisley. He's he's done okay. Really, he's kind of disappointed since that first week uh, where he had the, the three touchdowns. Let me see. Let me pull up his pull up his stats real quick. I believe he's right. Oh, nope. Wrong one. Gillisley, Gillisley, Gillisley. Right there, he has played. Yeah, he's basically been a disappointment. You know, 15 for 45 and three touchdowns week one. 18 for 69 and one touchdown week two. And then since then, 31, 49, and 52 yards. That really hasn't done much. So the uh, the Jets defense, um, 25th in the league. They're 25th in passing. Uh, their defense in terms of pass yards given up uh right in the middle of the middle of the pack um in terms of rush yards they give up 143 rush yards so maybe this is the game that Gillisley breaks out and has a great game uh but i mean i i def i still trust brady to throw the ball all around um and then as far as the and that's pretty much it there i mean any of the wide receivers that are healthy are options well, okay, Hogan's an option. Amendola, as long as he's healthy, is an option. Gronk, if he's healthy, is an option. Uh, James White has been catching the ball out of the backfield and has been pretty decent. And then it's Gillisley. You know, as long as they're as long as those guys are healthy, they're options to be used in the in the mass pass attack from the New England Patriots. Now, as far as the Jets go, you've got Matt Forte out. You've got Bilal Powell out. So you've got Eli McGuire. I believe that he very well could have a very good game against the Patriots, who right now are, like we said, are the worst defense in the league. In terms of rush yards per game, they are number 24. Um, they give up over 300 pass yards a game. So I'm not saying that you should stream... Josh McCown against the Patriots, but I would definitely be willing to use um, Jermaine Curse against the Patriots. And uh, like I said, Elijah McGuire, I don't trust Austin Safarian Jenkins as far as I could throw him. And since he's like three times my size, I couldn't throw him very far. So, um, so as far as that goes, I'm you know I'm not really trusting that, uh, but I definitely think that Curse is an option. Elijah McGuire could be just based on possible volume against a crappy run defense at home, uh, could be a a running back two streamer. So, alrighty, that's uh that's it. That's all I got for you tonight. Um, like I said, we wanted to cover about half the games tonight. I didn't want to do keep trade cuts simply because I would be creating them, and I thought that would just be weird for me to do them to do keep trade cuts uh, only to 
be the one who decided where they all went anyways because I would already have a night. So uh, that's it for tonight. Uh, we will cover the remaining, was it seven games, uh, six or seven games tomorrow with Greg. It'll be me and Greg on the show. Again, we want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we ask again, as always, if you could go to uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, Blog Talk Radio, wherever it happens to be that you hear this podcast, we would love for you to give us a rating, uh, leave a review to help us know what you like, what you don't like, how we can do better, uh, and we would greatly appreciate that. Again, thank you so much for listening to the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast, and we'll talk to you guys later. Hey, Skull King Nation. Thanks for listening to the Skull King Football Podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once-a-year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted. At Jared, we know devotion isn't a once a year occasion. And once the flowers have wilted and the chocolates have disappeared, you'll still want them to know how much you care. Dare to give a gift that lasts this Valentine's Day with our incredible selection of jewelry. From delicate rose gold to bold black diamonds, Jared has hundreds of pieces under $299 and exclusive collections you won't find anywhere else. Shop online or find a store near you at jared.com and dare to be devoted.